0: Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. I'm Alex Ott, your host. Last week on this podcast done for the Adventist cross-cultural mission community, we welcomed newly elected executive secretary, Pastor Ayrton Kohler and the treasurer-elect Paul Douglas. With that, I overlooked, very unfortunately, To mention that Pastor Kohler is transitioning from his previous service as President of South America Division. That division is headquartered in Brazil. Now, welcome again to the two newly elected leaders and we pray for their role in the mission of God. In today's program, I'm bringing to the forefront of your attention an excerpt from a recent webinar. It was titled, Lessons from 4 Biblical Third Culture Kids. My colleague and the Institute of World Mission Specialist for Cross-Cultural Education for Children, Enid Harris, hosted the webinar. She brought on stage, quote-unquote, several young adults, true TCKs. Each of them brought up a character from the Bible, drew lessons that are super important for modern TCKs, and shared examples of their intercultural experiences. Now, if you are a parent of a TCK, maybe a TCK yourself, or a missionary educator, or anyone for this matter who has an ability to positively touch a life of a third culture kid in your midst, in your missionary community, this episode is for you. But we also hope to give you just enough pace to go to the IWM website for the full video webinar recording. You'll find the link in the show notes. Without any further delay, let's now hear from Ian.
1: Welcome to the Institute of World Mission weekly podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org podcast to view this podcast show notes, links, and previous episodes.
2: Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field.
1: So our topic today, again, is lessons from four Bible TCKs. Uh, Before we have the panel actually share a little, I want us to take a look at um, a quick look at the original definition of third culture kids that was coined by sociologist Ruth Yusseem in the 1950s. In fact, we can hardly talk about third culture kids without uh, making reference to this definition. And... um, most of you are probably quite familiar with it uh but let's just go uh through it and i'm gonna i'll read it to you a third culture kid or tck is a person who has spent a significant part of his or her developmental years outside the parents culture the tck frequently builds relationships to all of the cultures while not having full ownership in any so this uh definition gives us a little window into who or what a tck is And we know from research today that there are thousands, probably millions, of TCKs around the world who face the most commonly asked questions every day. Let's see what some of those questions are. Where are you from? Where is home for you? Which country do you like best? What language do you think or dream in? You know, on some of these, the or all of these very typical questions that TCKs face. Um, regularly. So as you read these questions, what went through your mind? And you think of a Bible character or characters that are TCKs and how these questions would relate to them? So why then is this topic relevant and how do we correlate or associate these thoughts and questions with characters from the Bible? I'm sure that there are lots more that uh, we can talk about today, but for, for purposes of today's discussion, we identified three areas as to why this topic is relevant and important. Number one, to identify characteristics of Bible TCKs which parallel the modern TCK experience. Number two, to learn valuable lessons and principles from Bible TCKs and apply them to our lives. And number three, to better understand the challenges and benefits of being a TCK. And let me just say right here, during our, our mission institutes where we have uh, training for children and teenagers as well, along with their parents, um, we usually use the Bible characters as well and, you know, try to re- to help the child understand that uh, these Bible characters have gone through similar experiences. So how do we plan to proceed this morning or today with our, with our um, webinar? What's coming next? First, the panelists will examine four Bible characters and uh, each panelist will highlight principles they discovered in the life of the, the particular Bible character they studied and as it relates to their personal TCK experience. And then the entire panel will review and comment on lessons identified from the life of the ultimate Bible TCK. All right, so now we're going to proceed and have our panel participate with us. Many of us many of us know the Bible stories quite well. In fact, we grew up with these stories, these great Bible heroes, um, as they're known to uh, many children. These Bible characters were just like us. They had feelings. They experienced grief and loss, had relationship issues. Some were captured or sold as slaves. Some suffered hardship, dealing with the pain of saying goodbye, or maybe not having the opportunity to say goodbye, being away from home or removed from their home against their will, coping with change, cultural differences. There were different values and belief systems, yet they were resilient. They adapted to their situation without compromise. They were culturally sensitive, socially mature, flexible, and accepting of others, and much more. Did you hear some words that I mentioned in here that is very typical of third culture kids. the third culture kid experience? Jessica, children don't usually have a choice when their parents are called by God to serve as missionaries in a foreign country, or parents are assigned a, a new job overseas. Uprooting and leaving friends and home to go to an unfamiliar place and culture can be very stressful for a child. Jessica, you were a child when your family moved to Brazil to serve as missionaries. It wasn't easy. And so for for today's webinar, it's no surprise that you chose a Bible character that, that is mentioned very briefly in scriptures. In fact, there's not a whole lot in the scriptures about this particular TCK, but there is a whole lot that we can learn from this individual's life and experience. Share with us, uh, and 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 who exactly are we talking about, and and what are the lessons that we can learn or that you have learned? Um, are there similarities, and how do you relate to those similarities?
2: Thank you, Enid. Um, you are correct about this Bible character, because uh, the Bible doesn't say much about this TCK. Uh, there's only a few verses in the Bible, uh, in 2 Kings 5, 2, 3, and 4, that mentions about her. Mm-hmm. And the young, this Tissike is referred as little maid. Uh, she little maid. Was a, yes, young mm-hmm. Israelite-like girl that was taken to Syria to become um, the maid for the Naaman's wife. Um, And she was captured at her home. And of course, she wasn't able to say goodbye to her family or friends because it was something that happened all of a sudden. And we actually know about the story, but mostly because the story focuses on the the name it. But I actually was able to relate to her, even though though the Bible says very uh, shortly about her. Because I was imagining, you know, I was taken to Brazil when I was nine years old. Okay. I didn't I didn't know where Brazil was. Um, it was the other side of the world. you know mm-hmm. I never learned the language I never heard about it. I'd never seen Brazilians before and since we didn't understand the concept of being in a different country, I don't think I was even able to say uh, proper goodbyes to my friends and families at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I can re- uh, resonate with her experience of not mm-hmm. being able to maybe properly say goodbyes to her families and surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting to new country and seeing all this new culture, new language, new customs, uh, it could have been quite shocking to a little girl. Uh, exactly. And it's especially when it's a child, right? Um, mm-hmm. And not having anyone to guide uh, the little girl, I think, It would have been a little difficult for her to adapt at the beginning, just like how I had a hard time adapting at the beginning uh, in Brazil. Uh, One thing that I can share was, um, it was very hard for me to to learn about the the, the kisses, uh, the greeting. You know how in Mm -hmm. Brazil they greet each other with the kisses on the cheeks, uh, but mm-hmm. In Korea, we bow. So we don't have that close uh, mm-hmm. touch, I guess. Uh, but when I went first went to uh, elementary school in my third grade, the teacher after school, she would just kind of stand in front of the door. And then she'll kiss each of the children on their cheeks. And for me it was like, wow, well, why are the teachers doing that, you know, and <laughs> I'll just kind of run away. So it was a little shocking and difficult to get used to that custom at the beginning because it was so different from mine. Um, But later on with the time, uh, as like all children do, I was able to adapt well. And now I do enjoy that warmth that uh, I learned from Brazil, you know, the hug and the kisses on the cheeks. And so I think for the little maid, uh, same thing happened. You know, the little Israelite girl, maybe at the beginning, she, she saw some... Cultural differences and maybe it was shocking to her some of the customs, but at the end she was able to adapt it well and make that part of her and also being understanding of mm-hmm. of the difference in culture. Yeah, so those are the things that um, I was able to maybe imagine uh, for what little girl went through, and also um, what I uh, what I was looking for. Um, even though it doesn't say much in the Bible, I saw that in the Prophets and Kings has a brief mention about her, and mm-hmm. it says, uh, let me just read the read the two paragraphs. Um, it says, the conduct of the captive maid, the way that she bore herself in that heathen home, is a strong witness to the power of early home training. There's no higher trust than that committed to fathers and mothers in the care and training of their children. Parents have to do with the very foundation of habit and character. By their example and teaching the future of their children, it's largely decided. Happy are the parents whose lives are a true reflection of the divine so that the promises and commands of God awaken in the child uh, gratitude and reverence. The parents whose tenderness and justice and long-suffering interpret to the child the love and justice and long-suffering of God and who by teaching the child to love and trust and obey them are teaching him to love and trust and obey his father in heaven. Parents who impart to the child such a gift have endowed him a treasure more precious than the wealth of all ages, a treasure as enduring as eternity. We know not in what line our children may be called to serve. They may spend their lives within the circle of home. They may engage in life's common vocations or go as the teachers of the gospel to heathen lands. But all are alike called to be missionaries for God, ministers of mercy to the world. They are to obtain an education that will help them to stand by the side of Christ in unselfish uh, service. The parents of that Hebrew maid, as they taught her of God, did not know the destiny that would be hers, but they were faithful to their trust. And in the home of the captain of Syrian hosts, their child were witness to the God who she had learned to honor. So I found this little, um, um, paragraph in, uh, chapter 20 of prophets and kings. And I was able to see that even though she was little and we don't know the age of her, mm-hmm. she had, she was taught about God and about the faith, um, by the family and when she was back at home. And so when she went to Syria, although she was shocked by all these different cultures, she had to adapt to new cultures. She had a very strong faith base. And Mm -hmm. so that uh, later on helped uh, to bring healing to Naaman and to to the family. And so um, I saw how important this was. And I could also see that in my life as well. Uh, not just in Brazil, but in uh, Peru. When I went to Peru and I worked uh, in a in a company where there were no Christians around, what helped me to stay strong uh, or anchored was that faith that my parents taught as little and the experiences that I was able to see in the mission field. And so uh, that's what helped me to stay strong, and that's what helped people to see that oh, something is different about this person. And then that ultimately lead to uh, evangelize uh, those people around me. So I think that's what also happened to the little maid that she was able to keep her faith strong while she was still adapting and accepting some of the new cultures, but not compromising. So she was able to have both flexibility and then she was also able to have that firmness uh, about the belief. So I was able to, also uh, resonate that with her as well, and some of the lessons that yeah we can learn is that we don't know how the children will be um, um, affecting or influencing others, but how uh, we don't know how God can use each of the children. So those education, early time education, it's so important for uh, for their future and for the people that they're going to meet with, um, and so and also another thing is that I think uh, the the Naaman's wife was able to hear what she was suggesting because they were having good relationship. You know, she was able to see how, um, how the little girl was very diligent and probably she was able to be there to uh, listen to uh, things that the Naaman's wife had to say. You know, so probably she was very compassionate. She was very understanding, and um, maybe she was very firm in her faith. But at the same time, she was able to embrace uh, those new customs and new um, ideas. Um, and so the the nameless wife was feeling comfortable enough to be able to share these things to the girl that became probably the person that she trusted the most because she was very close to her, um, and. Later, later. So when she suggested, oh, you know, this is something that, uh, our, my God can do, or there's someone back at home that can help Neiman to get better. So she was able to take that, uh, because of the trust that she was able to build in that relationship with the little girl. And exactly, you know, so and so can I interrupt there? Yes, of uh,
1: course. She also had the um, she she had the respect. Um, you know, she respected the culture and and Mrs. Right. Naaman, and no doubt, uh, she probably observed. Uh, you know, like we do when we go to a, a different culture, she observed the culture at first and and you know tried to navigate, um, how she should behave herself. And um she gained the respect of mrs. Naiman, yes, as as you mentioned already., um, uh, what about you know, she could have bemoaned or resented her fate, you know, but instead, what did she do? She adapted. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it is very easy for children to say, Oh, why do I have to go through this? I didn't even choose to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's my parents choice. And I'm here I'm suffering, I have to learn new language, I have to meet new people. So it is easy to think that way. But I think uh, she was able to uh, look at God. And she was able to just hold on to him and get strength from him Mm -hmm. and also take that as a lesson, you know, just this new learning experience. And she tried to be that witness to this family. And so, um, I'm sure she went through some difficult times and some challenges as well, but I believe that that's, it's the faith that kept her uh, very strong. Uh, but at the same time, like you said, she was able to be respectful. She was able to show um, the the good side or the good character that she has to be able to earn that trust. And so um, I do believe that it's that fa- it's the faith that she had to uh, on God that made her to become this tool and show how joyful she was uh, in that faith or in that relationship with God, and not be just sad that she's away from her family or sad that she cannot uh, be with the loved ones that she, uh, the loved ones or being her own culture. So instead of going that way, you know, going the negative side, she was looking at the positive things and she was able to uh, Mm -hmm. not just adapt, but become a light to, to these people that were in the new. Great.
1: Thank you for sharing that perspective. Um, You know, the story of Little Maid, uh, it's just fascinating to me, um, and the fact that the Bible only mentions, uh, you know, only in those three verses it talks about her, but yet there's so much that we can can learn from her. Now, let's um, move on to another character. Um, as we mentioned earlier, there are thousands or millions of TCKs around the world. Some are born, uh, some, some were born in their host country. Some spend years moving around from one country to another, like you, Marcos. Many are homeschooled by their parents, um, mainly their mothers, uh, right? I homeschooled my kids and some other missionary kids as well. Some go to boarding schools, and some TCKs are adopted. Now, there's something unique about this TCK uh, that you chose to discuss, Marcos. I don't know of any TCKs who were adopted into a palace, except this one, of course. So then how does this Bible character that you chose fit the profile of a TCK? And uh, what lessons can we learn from, from this
3: particular person? Marcus, with us. well, this is this is definitely a special TCK. As you mentioned in it, he was adopted into a palace, and I don't, I can't remember anyone else uh, that I know of that was a TCK who was adopted into a palace. And that brings up uh, some special things. You can imagine a palace is a place where you get the highest education possible the most important thing is how you have all abilities the best way that you can so a palace is a place where religion lifestyle cultural uh rules there's dress codes there's a specific language usually some countries some places have a royal language where only the part of the royal family speak, the diet also is very important. How you look is very important. So you can imagine that someone growing up in a palace, uh, expectations are quite high. I don't know how many mm-hmm. of you have uh, been hearing of this, this interview that Oprah Winfrey did with Prince ha- uh, Harry. Well, not Prince anymore, but Harry and his wife. And you can see that he talks about these expectations that are there and all of Mm -hmm. these things that they're trained, a way of thinking and a way of living and all of that. And, you know, when we think about uh, this Bible character, we have to look first at the story where... So that we can really understand why he's a TCK. First of all, the people, his people are in exile. They're not in their home country. And so he's born in this different country where his parents are living. So for those of you who haven't noticed or found out already who this character is, we're talking about Moses. The Hebrews were there in Egypt, living in Egypt after they moved there when Joseph, in the story of Joseph many years before. But things were a little different now. They were slaves and now the Egyptians were worried about them and they feared because they multiplied and so you can imagine this Hebrew family living in a different country right I can connect very well to that as I was born in South Africa when my parents were living in Mozambique so I understand what it is to be born away from your country what your passport country would be right and so moses had the same experience and so he was adopted into the palace right because his mom was trying to keep him safe from pharaoh's uh rule that he asked uh to kill all the the boys the babies of of the hebrews and so what happens is he's adopted into the palace but the princess she gives him back to his mother so that she can teach him and she can start his homeschooling years let's say Mm -hmm. and what while jessica was reading that part of of uh of the book of the chapter i could i i can see moses in it because it's 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 how you'll see through his life how important it was this education that his mother gave him mm-hmm. and the values and everything that she taught him before he went to the Egyptian palace uh again when he went back to the Egyptian palace and be- and started really getting the Egyptian education so he was homeschooled by his mother she knew she she knew that she, she was going to have to give him back so this was kind of an agreement, a contract between her and the prince. So she knew how important it was the little time that she had with her son to truly teach him the ways of God. And so in this few years of life, we see later on in the story how truly his mom did a great job in teaching him the values and principles of the Hebrew culture, and especially based on loving and obeying God. And we can see that true. Through Moses' story very clearly, so when he goes back to the palace, he's now starts teaching and pa- patriarch Well, he's he starts learning all these things from the palace, and pre- patriarch patriarchs and prophets. Uh, in page two forty five mentions that Moses received the highest civil and military training, mm-hmm. which is quite interesting. When uh, before this webinar, I I I I, I had never come up to this to this let's say this part of the book and kind of connected things but when we look at how Moses kills an Egyptian you know to kill someone you have to be kind of trained it's not like you know and and so this happens as you can see he was he had the highest civil and military training so he was he was a, he was military prepared and and many times we look at this we, we look at this prince of Egypt uh, this this cartoon from disney and we create this kind of different image of moses but when we look to the bible uh, the story is a little bit different from what the the mm-hmm. cartoon shows us so here we have no doubt that he had the best education that that egypt and probably at the time the world could offer mm-hmm. and he had probably a lot of ways that had to do with the Egyptian culture and lifestyle and I've lived in India I know how it is I've seen in real life how many times a culture and religion can be so connected that you can't even find the difference and so the Egyptian culture was the same as well so, you couldn't see the difference. There was no separation between culture and religion. Okay. It, was, it was part of their daily life. And so, he was taught all of that, right? And he was, he was being prepared to be a ruler, a great leader of Egypt, but God had different plans for him. So, but many things we can, when we look at this, uh, we can think of the many benefits that probably Moses got, because Mm -hmm. he got the best education in the world. He was trained in all different ways. And yet the values and principles were taught to him. The true values and principles were taught to him by his mother. So he kind of got the best of both worlds, let's say. And he he got he got all of that. And just uh, the Bible mentions in Acts uh, chapter 722. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words. And in deeds, and it's quite interesting that when we look at this, it was mighty in words. And when we look forward to Moses' story, when God tells him to go back to Egypt, he's like, "I cannot speak." What do you mean you cannot speak? You know. And of course, we know Moses wrote the five first books of the Bible, and he he can write. He knows language. He speaks well, and he had the best education. So you can imagine he knew all the sophisticated words. He knew how to create a speech. He, he was he was he was smart. And so uh, we have a little outline of his story. Let's let's look a little bit to his story. He was a Hebrew by birth, right? His mother and father. So he was a Hebrew, and he was rescued by Pharaoh's daughter. Homeschooled by his mother. So palace schooled by the Egyptian culture, and then later on he flees. Right to Median. He leaves Egypt and then he gets sheep schooled there in Median, which is quite interesting. Another new education for him, quite something quite different from being prepared to be a prince and a ruler to being prepared to take care of sheep. And then God calls him back to Egypt. Mm-hmm. And so he then has to confront the Pharaoh, which is quite interesting. And I want to share a little bit of. Um, some lessons that i can learn that i've learned and that are quite interesting and intriguing from moses story even though he was raised as an egyptian you can see there especially when he flees that he truly understands that his real identity is as a hebrew that he is a hebrew that's why he flees and so people would say wait are you he would he the bible tells us how they would look at him and, and, and they would kind of say, well, but you're, you're Egyptian, but he didn't feel Egyptian. And yet the Egyptians would kind of go like, wait, but you were, you were brought from the Hebrews. And so in a sense, he had this, but he, he, was, he was sure of his identity. His mother had taught him that in her values and principles. And so you can see how he has this mixture of the two cultures very well in him. He gets, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, the best of both worlds. He's a courageous guy because he does confront the Pharaoh, although God called him and kind of told him, you know, he, he, he told him, don't worry, I'll be with you. But it takes a lot of courage to actually go and do mm-hmm. it. He still actually went and did it. And he was quite patient. Uh, that's for sure. So many times talking to the Pharaoh and uh, he keeps going back and back and back and back and trying to convince and and all of that. And I've had an an interesting experience that uh, kind of brings me a lot of a lot of connection to the story of Moses. I had the privilege of going back to a country where I lived to lived in in my childhood in Russia. So I had lived in Russia and then 10 years later, I had the opportunity of going back as a volunteer. And when I look at Moses story, I kind of connect a couple of things. you after you leave a place you you miss it right a lot and so probably he he fled well not because he wanted necessarily to flee but because he was going to get killed he feared that the pharaoh would kill him for what he had done to the egyptian man and so he probably spent all these years missing this place missing his family missing his this place where he had lived and learned so much and in the same sense i had a special missing uh feeling in my heart and i went back to russia for a year to work as a volunteer and i didn't speak the language well i had spoken it as a child but now i didn't speak it anymore so i felt like although moses did probably speak but he as he says i cannot speak i was like how am i gonna go back to russia i don't i don't speak russian anymore it's gonna i won't be able to talk to people and um and in many ways, the the strength and courage that he shows helped me actually go. And I needed to have courage to go because it's not easy to go on your own to stay for a, a year uh, in Russia, especially you know, a country that's so different from now where I was living, Brazil. And and so these different stories that we can learn from Moses are are definitely inspiring especially when we look at our lives as tck's and and when we have tck children we can see many of these traits that uh that um that he got i i studied in india and i studied in russia and in indian education is really really good and russian education is really really good and so I could see myself as well as in I was having a privilege of actually getting an, an education in one of in a great school in a great country where education is taken very seriously. So definitely Moses' story is an inspiration for me and my life, and I see so many beautiful connections that I can make with his story.
0: Just like I mentioned in the beginning, this is an excerpt, about half of the webinar, but we have a video recording of the entire session. It's on the IWM website and the link is in the show notes. Please share this resource with missionary families all around you. Their kids need to know that there are heroes in the Bible, including our Lord Jesus, who had very similar experiences. My name is Alex Odd, this is the Institute of World Mission podcast, and we are looking forward to seeing you in the next episode coming next Friday.